The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. All right. Hi, guys. This is Lo. Welcome to a new episode of I Love Wellness. I have two glorious guests on the (laughs) show today. Uh, Today's episode is about the internet. Which, you know, I don't really talk about. Th- I feel I feel like I don't talk about the internet that much on this show. We talk about wellness. But today, I think that you probably follow their account or one of many accounts. <laughs> we have the comments by celeb girls on the show, Emma Diamond and Julie Kramer. Hi. Hi. Thank Let me you clap so much. here. Oh, I love a little clap. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. I'm very excited because I follow comments by celebs. Oh, well, thank you. And so does Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> that she does. She does. And she does. John Mayer and like Chrissy Teigen and all. Everybody follows you. <laughs> yeah, we are lucky to have a lot of um, blue check followers for sure. I think that they get it. You know, like they get that it's a safe, fun space, and I don't think they're scared by blue it. check followers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys are also 23 and 25. Yes. Yes. Is that yeah. why you say blue check followers? Like, is there lingo that I don't know about? Because like in my mind, I know what that is, but. Um, is that just a me thing? I think uh, verified would followers, say, would, most people would say. Yeah. I think you went for, I think you momentarily forgot the word verified is what happened. I think that's what happened. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that you guys have like lingo that I'm not aware of. You're like a different generation than me. <laughs> We could. We have lingo that no one else gets, I think, in general, just because of the way we speak. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, common spice lips. Yes. How did... Are you guys friends? How'd you meet? I'll give you the rundown. Okay. So, we met at Syracuse. I was a okay. senior and Julie was a sophomore. And I was the co-recruitment chair for our sorority. Mm. And I obviously didn't know the... Are you a Kappa Kappa Gamma? No, we were A5. Oh. <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> And um, I really needed to know the freshman girls better, and I really didn't. So I put together this kind of crew of sophomore girls in the house to help me kind of get a handle on the freshmen. Julie was one of them. And we ended up becoming friends because of our shared kind of infatuation with the Kardashians. Ah. And we were in this group chat. Name all the Kardashian babies. Go. Oh, my God. North, Penelope, Rain, Mason, Saint, (laughs) Chicago, Sam. What? True, Stormy. <laughs> Who am I missing? Stormy. Don't be a dick. Dream. Dream. Don't be a dick. Dream. Dream. Where's Benny course. Drama? <laughs> Stormy. Yeah, Dream, of course. Did I say the name? There's yeah, one no, named Dream? It. Yeah, Robs. And Rob's. there's one named Rain? Yeah. Wow. Listen, we can teach you everything you need to know. I gave in oh college, my, my senior year of college, I gave my informative speech on the Kardashian empire. Dang. Yeah. I mean, I really, like, to the teacher, I was like, listen, you're going to learn some things today. <laughs> and he did. Cool. I mean, I'm open. All right. So you connected over your love of pop culture. Yeah. Um, And then we kind of just formed a friendship separately. And then in 2017, Julie was still at school. I was um, taking a year in between school and grad school. And the algorithm changed. What do you mean the algorithm changed? So previously on Instagram, um, comments weren't weighted. So verified comments didn't go to the top. So let's say, you know, Kim Kardashian Instagrams and she gets 10,000 comments. Any famous people that had commented, it was just mixed in. So it wasn't until Instagram made their initial algorithm change to really showcase these verified people's comments. And the reason that they did it in the first place, which we actually found out kind of recently from Instagram, was they were looking at it from the celebrity perspective. So like Charles Porchy came on our podcast and he explained, he's like, you know, if I was Kylie and Kendall commented, I wouldn't have been able to see it. It's like, and that's why we initially did it. 
you guys doing this was just a byproduct that we didn't see. Um, so we saw that and we saw these interactions that we hadn't seen before. We became kind of fascinated by it. And I just texted Julie. I was like, I'm starting this account, Comments by Celebs. It's going to be big. Do you want to do it with me? She kind of, you know, very casually said yes, didn't really know anything of it. And then here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this was in 2017. Yes. And now you have more than a million followers. So when you hit like 10,000 followers, how quickly did that happen? It took a while. Slow to build. Slow to build. Yeah. The the number that I always gauge by is that in February of last year was when we, like, quote, came out to our friends that it was us running it because we were totally anonymous. (gasps) You did it in secret? Yeah. Yeah, we did it in secret for a while. So from, I think from April 2017 to February 18, we, we didn't tell anybody. So mysterious. Except the funniest thing was we had we had both decided that we weren't going to tell anybody because from our perspective of starting an account like this when we were when I was still in college and she was like going on to grad school, it was like we didn't want our friends to get this like random notification like your friend Julie Kramer joined Instagram as comments by celebs. We were like, let's just build it and then if it becomes something that we want to talk about, then we'll tell people and until then we'll keep it a secret. So we were like, we will not tell a soul. Every single day, Emma would text me and be like, okay, the person that I just followed from comments is the person who did my hair today. Don't unfollow. And I was like, okay, I still haven't told my mom yet. And she was like, no, no, that's fine. Don't tell anybody. But also my manicurist just followed because I told her it's me. And it was like, it was this back and forth every single day. And I was like, I still am fine with not telling anybody. And she had all of these people that she was like, still don't tell anybody. But I told this person today. Yeah, It was like a big joke for a while. Yeah. Yeah, every beauty professional in Manhattan knew it was us before our family, for sure. Because, you know, you're getting your hair done. What are you going to talk about? And when did it really start to pick up? It was really February of last year. The first thing that happened that I would say kind of catapulted our growth was Kelly Ripa um, started talking about it on live. Mm. And I know people say that, you know, television is dying and all this kind of stuff. But there is something about a nationwide, you know, morning show that just gets that traction. And her audience is so loyal and devoted. And... We just saw the followers come in like crazy, and we saw it on every coast. And I would say we got 30,000 followers in, over the course of an hour or something. Mm. So then we're like, okay, we're at 100. Then the jump from 100 to 200 was like 10 days or something insane. Um, and from there, it's really just been consistent. We're constantly blown away by how that happens, but it, it has. And so, I mean, why did you originally start the account? Though? Like, I, I get like the algorithm changed, but... Um, you know, we've always been kind of like pop culture enthusiasts and mm-hmm. I think really interested in the celebrity world. And I think there's something so cool about humanizing them and, and seeing their interactions that aren't so staged. Mm. You know, it's, it was really a genuine comment that one friend was leaving another. They just happened to be famous. And uh, we felt like we were unearthing these really cool things. And it was so cool to us that we knew other people with that shared pop culture love would want to see it, too. You know, Mm-hmm. that's. That's very interesting. So who are your favorite celebs, Instagram celebs? I mean, Chrissy Teigen's our always go-to answer because she's, she's really just so good at what she does. Incredible. Yeah. Who else? Everyone's so good. Gwyneth Paltrow commenting on memes, I think, is one of my favorite things that's come from the account. Oh, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg's relationship, which we knew about, but we see is so much more intensified via their comments. That's one of our favorite things. Jamie Foxx is the most supportive person in Hollywood. He will comment and tell Barbara Streisand how beautiful she is until he's blue in the face, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's <laughs> the most supportive person on Instagram. That's one of the reasons we started the account. Like That was one of the comments that made us realize like we have to do this because we're scrolling through Barbara Streisand and we see Jamie Fox, you're the most beautiful one I've ever seen. You're one of a kind. And I'm like, Julie, people need to know about Jamie Foxx's admiration for Barbara Streisand. Like, how are we not telling people this? One of the things that I think was the reason that I knew it was going to be successful was 
there was this time period where Juicy J was commenting on all of NASA's pictures about how badly he wanted to go to space. Yeah. And I was like, it's I was like, it's unfair for us to be the only people who know how badly Juicy J wants to go to space. Yeah. And it was like all of these things on NASA. He's like, he's like at NASA, like, hook it up. I gotta go to the moon one day. And he was dead serious. It was constant. I wonder if he still does. I haven't checked in check. in a while. Yeah. Little things like that. So as you guys were building the account um, and started to get more followers, when did your sort of perception of what you were doing start to change? Because you consider it to be like your bread and butter, like this is your job now, yeah, right? Yeah, it was about, I would say, um, in March or April of 2018, so last year, mm-hmm. when we decided this is going to be a full-time thing. And the shift for that was that, you know, I was in my first year of Columbia, mm-hmm. and I kind of made the conscious decision that I was going to have to defer my second year. Julie made the, de- the decision that she wasn't going to um, apply to grad school. And so, like, when we when we realized that we were really changing the course of our academic lives mm-hmm. for this, yeah. I think that's when it really hit for us. Like, this is something, and if we want to take it seriously, now's the time, you know? These are one of those things that it's fleeting. So if you don't catch it at the right time, you don't have it. Like anything, I mean, timing is everything. But this was one of those really specifically. And I think once we made that decision to defer both of our grad schools, that's when it hit us. Like, we got to put everything we have into this. Yeah. So what was your vision? Like, what is your vision? Our vision is really, you know, to create and to build this full-blown media company. So, Mm -hmm. you know, on one hand, the Instagram is... You know, it's our it's our core and it's what we love. And we love the fact that it's a really cool, I think, innovative way to report on entertainment news mm-hmm. and to see celebrities in this totally different, more natural, more human light, which sure. we love. Um, and, you know, of course, growing that into niche accounts. So we did the comments by Bravo, athletes, influencers, because I think that that same interest exists in other kind of groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started the podcast last year, which was incredible. And we fell in love with audio. Like we think it's such an intimate, such a unique form of communicating. So really growing that and, you know, eventually we'll go into video and producing and we just really want to build this kind of like common empire that's founded on our love of pop culture and want to be able to do it in a way to show people that like, you don't have to be negative to go viral. Like mm-hmm. it can be lighthearted and fun and positive and still be really enjoyable. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So do you guys always want the content to be sort of like bite-sized and consumable? Some people have like a perspective on that. Um, yeah. At le- well, I guess at least um, visually. Like are you going to become long-form journalists on the internet? You never know. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I, I say that. I, I love to write. I mean, po- our podcast is very long-form. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something cool about on the actual page keeping it pretty short and concise Mm -hmm. because some people just want that. Some people are overwhelmed by the amount of news, and that's all they can really handle, and I totally get that. Sure. But if you want something deeper, I think having that ability to engage in a more thoughtful way is is awesome, like giving people the option of both. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So how did you become good at Instagram? (laughs) I don't even know if I would say we're good at Instagram in the normal uh, context of that word, I think. We're but like, there's a science to it, right? I mean, there's definitely a process that you can apply to like grow an account and to have success. So, like, how did how did you learn that? I think there are certain things that we picked up along the way in terms of like what you can put that's visually appealing that help will help it get on the explorer page or what tags you can do or not to do and different things. But I think the what we started doing in the beginning was just doing what worked best for us and like what we thought worked and what we thought we would want to see. And I think the beauty of our account is that the content speaks so much for itself that we're lucky enough that we don't have to put 
too much thought into, you know, what looks good here and what time should we post? And it's, we're really, first of all, at the mercy of the celebrity. So a lot of people ask us and they'll say, like, do you have a timing schedule where you'll post and say, like, at three o'clock, this post has to go up and at four o'clock, this story has to go up. And, and we just don't operate like that. We're very, like, as it comes, if it's a good one, we'll post it. And if not, we'll wait and we'll post a roundup with 10 when we're ready. And I think that for normal people who are growing Instagram accounts, um, they're more focused on the Instagram tricks and like the tools of the trade and all of these things that they've kind of been taught from other influencers. And I think that we kind of had to figure out on our own how to grow our account in a specific way because we didn't have the advantage of, you know, posting a really aesthetically pleasing photo of the skyline to get it on the Explorer page or posting stories of our faces because it wasn't what the account was about. So you don't really follow a method. That's That's what I was going to say. Like when you said the science, I think that there is a science. I just think we don't really follow it. We've never looked at it from an analytical perspective. Like truly, it's really... And I think the best part about that is that we're posting what we like, not what we think is going to get the highest engagement, not what we think is going to you know, perform the best. And as a result, we've created this base of followers that really kind of get us, which is so cool because we're just putting out what we would want to see. You know, We're not trying mm. to appeal to anyone. I think the reason is because you know, when we first started the account, it was never... Emma always knew it was going to be big, and she said it to me. I always was just like on board for the idea, but neither of us expected what it's become and I think that when we first started the account it was just supposed to be funny so there was no agenda in the back of our mind of let's grow this and let's see how big we can get in let's see what we can do and let's work really hard it was just here are some funny comments and let's share them with the world and I think that the reason that we one of the reasons we've been so successful is because I don't think we've ever strayed from that I think that we stay really on par with our original idea which was let's just get these comments out and let people enjoy them for what they are Mm -hmm. I agree it's true. Hmm. Who's the first big celeb to follow you guys? Andy, Andy Cohen, Cohen, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget. We, we had, had like 1,200 followers at the time. Yeah, we had no more than 2,000, and we posted a roundup of celebrities commenting on the Obamas. And it was like, like we missed them too. And I sent it to him, and I was like, I just think that you'd really appreciate our account, never expecting him to open it or see it. He opened the message, he followed, and I would say for the next week, we probably checked every single day to see if he still followed, because we were like, it had to have been an accident. I checked for the next couple of months. Yeah, and he, he's been such a loyal follower, and then, you know, as more of his friends kind of got on board, it's been so fun. Hmm. Do, so do people even, like, I know that you guys go out and, like, find interactions, but do you find those same interactions with celebs happening on your own account now? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, definitely. I think that celebrities are engaging on with our content, which right. is the coolest. Because then it's, I mean, talk about adding another layer that's as meta as it gets. You know, it's a celebrity commenting on an account called Comments by Celebs on a picture of other celebrity comments. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. It's mind-blowing. <laughs> it's like the, the meme, the like Hits Blunt meme. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you find the, these comments? It's a combination of now kind of just knowing where to look. And, you know, if we see something that we think will have a good comment, we'll save it. But also we are so lucky to have this massive base of followers that just send us stuff the second that they see it. So, oh, really? Yeah. We get a lot of user-submitted content. A lot. Interesting. Like an yeah. Oh, that's that's fascinating. Because, like, what kind of people do you guys follow? Do you just follow celebrities? Um, not just, but... Ex- a lot, mostly celebrities or brands. Um, a lot of meme pages and things like that because celebrities, you know, have gotten in on that trend as well. So we kind of follow, we follow everybody that you would expect us to follow. And then there are some that we follow where we're like, 
we know that this person is either funny and it's just for our enjoyment, or we know that this person has a lot of celebrity followers that comment as well, so we'll follow them to be able to track whether a celebrity is going to comment on that post. So yeah. Instagram's changing again, though. Like, the likes are going to go away, right? Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. the comments going to go away, too? No, no. no. The comments are not going to go away. Yeah, okay, that's a relief. Yeah. And, and the thing with the likes is that they're going away in terms of being able to see the number, but not you can still see who liked it, which for us is really important because... Let's say we want to go to a meme page and gauge who their engaged celebrity followers are. Mm-hmm. Being able to see who liked it doesn't matter how many. But we, if we can still see that, then that's still good for us, you know? Interesting. Yeah. I haven't, like, seen this play out in real life yet while we're also recording this episode in no, <laughs> early November. So it hasn't changed yet. But um, I'm very curious. Like, I just don't have a sense of, like, what it is actually going to look like or feel like. or I think it's going to be far less of an adjustment than people think. I really do. Hmm. I think once the pride thing goes away, um, it's not going to be a thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so you guys have all of these accounts, yes. and you want to turn it into like a media empire. Yeah. <laughs> but you're so young, so how do you do that? Do you guys monetize your content right now? Like, do you make money? Yeah. yeah. So on the actual page, um, the way that we make money is in the form of sponsored comments. Okay. And we'll never do a celebrity comment for pay ever. Like, we don't do the whole pay-for-play thing. Mm-hmm. Um Bless you. Bless Thank you. you. <laughs> but we'll do, let's say a brand comes to us. So the first thing that we say to them is that it's really important that our content is consistent and everything is in the form of comments. Mm-hmm. So if they explain to us the campaign that they want to do, we'll kind of work with them, put together a custom meme or some sort of asset, mm-hmm. design what their comment will be, design our caption. We have a private meme page that we'll post on and they can comment on. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of post it. And I would say we've been really lucky that some of our sponsored posts have actually performed better than our regular posts because... That's unique. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And what I think, what I always say when we get interviewed about this, like from, you know, giving advice to people is that I think generally people are not annoyed by ads as long as they're funny. Mm -hmm. If it's something that they're going to laugh at, then it's not, doesn't seem intrusive to them when they're scrolling. Mm -hmm. And especially for us, it's so on brand to our content. So they're expecting to see a comment. And if they laugh, okay, so it's not a celebrity, it's just a funny brand. And at least they can say like, hmm, that's a good job well done, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to kind of an obnoxious ad. So that's worked for us really well. Um, And then, you know, we have the podcast, which is, as you know, podcasting is is a really great um, form of income and we feel so fortunate to be able to do it like every single time we finish recording we're like how is this our job like this is the best thing ever every single time right every time yeah Yeah. do you guys have celebs on do you just like what do you guys talk about yeah so we do two a week Mm -hmm. um on mondays we do a kardashian bonus show where we recap (laughs) yeah literally you guys love the kardashians no we do yeah no one goes harder for them than us wow yeah not in like a fan obsessed way, in like a admiration, admiration, slash fasc- yeah. yeah. Mm. So we recap Sunday night's episode, scene mm-hmm. by scene, and then our Tuesday episode is just kind of a recap of everything that went on in the world of pop culture. We do an award ceremony where we give the funniest comment, the best clapback of the week, um, and we try to you know frame it. We give all the information, and also I think we have a little bit of like a psychological approach to it. Um, and then like John Mayer came on last week, Barbara Corcoran came on yesterday. You know mm-hmm. we have. Some random guests pop in, and when we have celebrities on, we just treat them like co-hosts. So cool! I love that. Yeah, you guys brought me a hat. Do you have merch? About to. We love merch. <laughs> very yes. soon, soon. in the next month. Yes, that's very exciting. Thank and then you. beyond that, is it just the two of you? Do you have help? Isabel, who's sitting right behind Hi, me. Isabel. You guys can't see her. Um, she is the third member of our team, mm-hmm. and that's really it. Of course, you know we have a manager and an agent and a publicist, but it's just us. <laughs> wow. 
That's really exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. you. What a cool thing that you have built. Um, So I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, So you're so young, and I think obviously you guys are well-known in your own right, right? You've built this really interesting thing. So how do you deal with that? Like, people know you now? (laughs) No. Our whole thing, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, our whole thing is that we never, we're not anonymous. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we have our names on there, but... You know, our personal accounts are private. We never post pictures of ourselves on the page. Like, mm-hmm. being famous as individuals is not something that seems appealing to us or something we ever wanted to do or ever sought out. Mm. We want the brand to be as famous as possible and as well-known. But if we could do that and still remain behind the scenes, that's kind of like our dream. Mm-hmm. And so far, it's been feasible to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been – I think it's something where in the beginning of the account, I, I don't know if we were so sure that that's how we wanted to approach it. And as it started to get bigger – we both kind of had this mentality of like, okay, you can you can never take it back. Like once your yeah. face is out there and once you start to do these things, you just can't take that back. And I think that the idea of that really scared us. And I think that at the core of what we both wanted was just to be, you know, businesswomen behind the account and have a voice and have an, a, like a brand, but not so much be about our faces. And I think there's a lot to be said about and we always say this about people, you know, judging us and our account based on, you know, the content that they like and the intelligence behind it and the way we speak on certain subjects and not just like what we look like and who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's a, it's, and I think also it's so, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I have so much respect for influencers. I think that if that's what you can do and that's your job that you should do it. But it's just, to me, it's so overwhelming. The idea that myself is the brand, you know, um, on a visual level at least, I think is just too much for me to handle. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. You don't hear that from most people. Most no. people are like, I want to be Instagram famous. <laughs> yeah. Or TikTok famous. Or, TikTok or, famous. or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, okay. So you guys haven't had to have the moment where you're like walking down the street and like people come up to you and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? No. 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 And we will put that off for as long as physically possible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love when someone sees like the pop sock and they're like, "Oh my god, that's comments by subs, my favorite account!" Like that is really flattering and mm-hmm. exciting, um, but not about us individually. No, interesting. Um, so you guys have had so much success in such a short period of time. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, do you feel good about it? Does it freak you out at all? Um, personally, for me at least, I feel good about it. I feel proud. It, I don't feel. It doesn't freak me out. I think that we have a really good handle on it. I think. You know, we both have a good head on our shoulders and recognize, you know, we can stay grounded and recognize in the scheme of things where we're at. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just exciting. Like, you know, this was, this is what's happened in such a short amount of time. And now that we really are doing it full time and so invested, like what, I don't know, what, what do we want to do? What do we want to dream of? How big can we dream and can we make it happen? You know, I, that doesn't scare me. The idea of like a massive future excites me. It doesn't, it, I, personally, I don't find it overwhelming. Mm. I don't know. About you. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. I think that we've both um, kind of maintained this ability to, like, see the brand as what it is and know how far we can take it. And it's given us the ability to, like, take risks and know that it could really be something big. But I think at the same time, we feel still so humbled by the fact that this is happening in the first place. So, like, we have such big ideas and goals for the brand itself. But I think for us, we still can't believe that we're the ones behind it. Mm -hmm. So I think Mm -hmm. that the effect that that has had on us is that we're in such disbelief that it's us that we've been able to say like, it's just about the brand. It has nothing to do with us as people. And I think that's helped us focus on what we want to be focused on rather than kind of falling back and thinking about like 
the success and us as people and us in terms of the world of pop culture and all of these things. And I think that it's not an easy thing to do, but I think it's kind of become second nature to us mm-hmm. to kind of have that mentality. And I think it would almost be unnatural for us to start to think about it in terms of just us as people. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. Tell me about your relationship. You guys are friends. You work together. Like, how does that work? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm an only child. Julie has two sisters, so I can't say it's like having a sister because I don't have one. But I would imagine that it's as close as one could get. Um, you know, we we were, of course, friends when we started it, but we weren't best friends. We were just friendly. And the fact that this has happened at the same time as our friendship grew is is really crazy it's bonded us in a way that i just think is really unique you know like you have your work friends typically if you're college friends whatever and we're we're everything in one we do literally every single thing together there's not a minute of the day where we're not talking because we're not together five days a week physically um but we are constantly texting constantly in communication i think it's been the biggest blessing to be able to work with someone that you trust so much you know there's no there's no second thought like i always say to julia when i texted on her birthday i was like it's so hard for me to even think about what I want to say to you because that would require me taking a step back. And I so view you as like an extension of myself that it's, I almost sometimes don't even view us as two separate people in a way because of the closeness that I think this has brought us, right? Yeah. It's like crazy. <laughs> no, definitely. It's funny because we do this thing where we'll try to think back to like pre-comments and what our relationship was. And we're like, like we'll be like, when when did we become friends? Like, how did you think to ask me to do? And it's still such a confusing concept because part of me can't even remember a time when we weren't so so close that it's become like we're so intertwined in every aspect of each other's lives that it, it's impossible to remember what it was like prior to that. But I think with us, the thing is, is that like what Emma was saying, like you have your groups of friends and they're usually so separate. And then in this case, it's become like. Family friends, school friends, work friends, everything. Like, we've we've become, there's not one aspect of each other's lives that we're not involved in. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Does one of you focus on, like, the business side of Common Spice Labs and the other person does the creative? How do you split up? How do you, like, divide and conquer? We both pretty much do everything. I mean, if, you know, if we want to get to the nitty-gritty, I guess, technically, from, like, a communication perspective, I would take more of the business side. Mm-hmm. Um, and Julie, like, our Sunday night Tegan roundup, for example, she's the one that curates that. So if I had to put us into two separate things, it would be maybe content business, but we're really, we both do it all for Mm. the most part. That's interesting. Yeah. And what happens when you guys move on from comments by celebs? I mean, that's such a far, for me at least, it's so (laughs) far in the future. Like I really see this as a very long-term thing. Mm -hmm. Hopefully by that time we won't need to work together because we'll have (laughs) amassed such a, such a successful, uh, business that we won't need right we won't need a next project in a hypothetical yeah. dream world and you're yeah. right, say, right okay got it so you guys really want to turn it into something big yeah yeah we really do like i i'm all in i can't honestly i can't envision truly i can't envision a scenario in which like 10 years we wouldn't be sitting right next to each other doing the same thing and but in a bigger bigger yeah. way yeah, some different iteration. Yeah, yeah. Or but I can't, I can't imagine a scenario in which we weren't like sitting together doing what we do every day. I, can, I just, I can't. I think it's such a foreign concept to me, especially at this point. I know we're so young, so you could, like, you can say, like, you know, you never know. Ten years, things can change a lot. I just, I can't envision a scenario in which the core of the 
business and who we are as friends and who we are as business partners has changed at all. Yeah. Well, this isn't a coincidence. I mean, you know me. I'm such a believer in like things happen for a reason. I just don't think this is a coincidence. Mm. Like why did I randomly ask her? Why did we? I still have, have no idea. <laughs> no, but all these little things. Like I just think that this was meant to happen. I really do. Mm-hmm. Not to get all universal on you, but that's how I feel. <laughs> no, I think that's really nice. Um, it's interesting that you guys are such close friends and you also work together so well. That's like very unique. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of people decide that they want to start a business together. At one, they they start as friends and then they decide that they want to go into business together. And um, for a lot of people, it can put a lot of like pressure on a relationship. It creates a lot of challenges. For a lot of people, they end up not friends at the end yeah. of the day because something happens. You have to make a tough business decision that you know impacts the other person. Um, anyway, so I just, I, I just think it's interesting that you guys work so well together. I think it bodes well for your goal of, you know, building something that is really meaningful and still being able to work together in a couple years. Thank you. So for, for outside looking in, it, it feels special. So like I Thank commend you. you for what you guys have done so far. Thank you. Thank you. It feels special on the inside yeah. too. <laughs> and you're so young. It's, it's, it's so interesting. Who do you guys like look to for advice, for business advice specifically? Like how do you know what you're doing? No, we fully don't. Oh, you um, fully don't. Okay. It is, it is, we a hundred percent go based on like our gut, our intuition. A lot of it is, you know, we'll walk out of a meeting and it's like, ah, did that feel right? Less about the numbers and more so about did we feel like we had a connection with the people in the meeting? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we put off having a manager and an agent as long as we physically could. We really didn't want to. Um, now it's obviously been great, but. We wanted to make sure that we fully maintained creative control and, you know, control in every aspect, which we still have. Um, But having people that have done stuff in the industry that know kind of the inner workings of things, especially as we go into different projects, has been super helpful. Yeah, of course. And then the other person that has been amazing is my aunt. Hmm. She just, you know, not solely just because of how much she loves me and loves us. She's really kind of like devoted herself to this. And she was such a such a successful businesswoman in her own life. And. I, of course, fully trust her with everything, you mm-hmm. know, financially, and she's really helped us in a lot of ways. And the other thing is, like, you know, we wanted to make sure that we got our ducks in a row before anything got big. So all of the paperwork, all of the logistics was handled way before anything really blew up, mm-hmm. purposely, because we never wanted that to be a source of tension between us. Like, mm-hmm. our friendship is too valuable for that. So my family, very entrepreneurial in nature, kind of was like, got to get this handled before you even think you need to get it handled. And thank God we did, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So so you have good help. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the thing with us is that we have amazing help in, like, the traditional business aspect of it. And I think that, you know, especially with Emma's family and what we were talking about with our relationship before, that her family has become such an extension of mine, is that I... St- I'm able to put such a trust in her and her family because I've become so close to them that they're like family to me now. Um, But with this, you know, with the way that we're growing our specific business and our specific model, there's no, there's no roadmap for that. We're kind of, you know, there's no one that would know how to grow what we're growing because it's, it's really never been done the way that we're doing it. And I think that so much of that just is because of our gut and our feelings when we walk out and our ability to read people and read situations that are good for specifically us. And I think that those two things combined have been invaluable to us. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's really cool. So walk me through your day. Mm, Every day is different. Um, Do you guys work from home? 
Do you work? For, do you have an office? So we don't have an office yet. Do you do fitness? Uh, <laughs> we do. We don't have an office yet. Um, we were at. We had global access to WeWork, which we use a little bit, but not really, just yeah. because right now we don't actually need an office. Um, we have a podcast studio, of course, at Cadence that we record at. Sure. Um, and that's Mondays and Tuesdays. Typically, is recording days, or we'll do other people's podcasts or business meetings, whatever. We try to take most of that stuff Monday or Tuesday, and then we're not really in the city the rest of the week. Um, oh, so, yeah. We're working. Where do you live? Well, I have an apartment on the Upper West Side. I go back and forth between here and Jersey. The city's oh. just overwhelming for me full time. Got it. Um, and Julie's moving in really soon. Mm. But as of right now, you know, we've been, we we like, I think, the virtual aspect of it. Like, it's it's cool to be able to be in the comfort of your own home or your own environment and also get so much done. Like, our environment does not dictate our productivity, which I think is rare and incredible in our case. We need three phones, a couple of external chargers, and, like, maybe a laptop. <laughs> Really, that's it. And, of course, there's a recording studio, but we have that. So that's been a plus. <laughs> that's sure. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm really, really impressed by that. Oh, um, thank you. Okay, because it, the show is I Love Wellness, but I know that it was an internet episode. We have to talk about wellness a little bit. Like, what do you guys, what do you do? Like, do you meditate? Do you work out? Do you run? Do you do anything? I vacillate between yeah. nothing and stuff. You know <laughs> what I mean? We all do, Yeah. Um, well, for me, at least I go to therapy once a week, mm-hmm. um, my therapist for forever, which has been probably the biggest blessing in all of this, just, you know, just to maintain that level of clarity and discuss things as they come up. Um, I do Pilates twice a week, which is twice or three times, which is, I think such a more than just physically, like it's a really mentally calming. It's the only, with the exception of therapy, it's the only hour of my week that I don't look at my phone, mm. um, which is kind of crazy. Because you can't. Yes, you know? that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> I know. No, I, I seriously, we, we have this, or at least I feel this kind of, um, I don't want to say anxiety, but a little bit of anxiety when we're not near our phones because we feel like we could be missing news since everything is so timely. Um, and then I try to work out a couple times a week and cardio definitely helps. I don't know. I try to take a lot of alone time for myself and meditating is something I need to start doing more of, which I don't really do. But I guess in my own way, I kind of just center myself. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Me? <laughs> do a lot of face masks. <laughs> I don't know. Emma's much more, uh, we always say this, Emma's much more into the uh, wellness aspect of things. And I think I do things that I consider to be my own like way of doing wellness. I just don't think it's like the traditional or what has become. Um, but I, I well, that's know, good. We like yeah. to talk about that kind of stuff on this show. We have the secret wellness ritual thing. So I ask everybody, I'm like, what's your secret wellness ritual? Yeah. And like, for me, it's like a delicious meal. That's like not healthy, but it like makes me feel good. Pasta with butter. <laughs> that's my, <laughs> that's Julie's go-to. I'm going to tell you something. A lymphatic massage for me changes my life. Mm-hmm. Seriously. There's this, have you been to IMD? No, but I go to Ricari. I actually like, don't even want to say the name of where I go on there because then I'll never be able to get an appointment again. But it's this Italian machine, and it is – I'm do, I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> well, will you tell me offline? Yes. Okay, great. I do lymphatic massages as much as I can, um, which to me it's so detoxifying and just like centering and makes me feel so good. Reflexology I love. Mm. I'm big into the whole like if it makes you feel good, do it. So like – no matter how busy we are, I will not miss my religious 14-day manicure appointment. I will not miss my eyebrow threading weekly. Like, there are certain things that may come off as really superficial, but they make me feel good, and I so I don't care. Hmm. You know, like, I, I feel like I do better when I feel that I look better in certain ways. Um, and sticking with that is just 
like right that's always been yeah, crucial. Of course. like we i said i'm like i will not not get my hair blown out for you know one day a week that's what i've done my whole life and it makes me feel good and i do it and it may come off as superficial to some but it genuinely i feel better no i think that's nice what about you pasta and butter <laughs> No, yeah, I love butter pasta. Um, <laughs> no, I think that I do things that I that are just they're very specific to me. Like I know if I need a break from my phone, like I'll just put my phone down and I'll either like turn on a TV show and just sit, or I'll I'll lay down in the dark in my room. Like there's just certain things that I know that I do to detox. But the other thing with me is that I feel like I've always just like my whole life been addicted to some form of technology, and I don't mean addicted in a bad way. I just feel like it's since I was little, I was a huge TV watcher. I went once I got my BlackBerry when I was in middle school. It was like I I was obsessed with it, and I think that for me, being on my phone makes me happy in general. And then to know that I'm on my phone doing something that's actually valuable with my time, I don't mind being on it, and therefore I don't feel the need to like I guess de-stress as mm-hmm. much as one would expect. And I think that. I still have this mentality of like I can't believe that this is my job where I I can be on my phone and sit in my house for, you know, 12 hours and technically not have to move. So I feel like I focus on that aspect of it and it helps me so much with like anything else, any other external issues that arise or things like that. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. We also smoke a lot of weed. Oh yeah. A mm. lot of edibles. Yeah. We don't really drink. Like not don't yeah. drink, but like far less than your average person our age like far 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 less Mm. um like maybe once a month if that probably far less yeah maybe five times a year for me um and so our you know weed for us has become like a bit of a reward system so at the end of a really long day a lot of meetings it's like eight o'clock and we look at each other we're like is it edible time we just do that and it makes us so happy (laughs) i'm so terrified of edibles oh my god oh my god stick with us we'll get you stick with us no no i can't (laughs) (laughs) it's been a blessing for us for sure it makes me feel paranoid and anxious i get that i think that it's i think there are specific people that happens to also i think that what i've found with people who have experiences with edibles is that once they have one bad experience they kind of shut the idea out of their mind so for example when I was in college I had a brownie edible that was like somebody at home made and I had the worst experience in my life on it like I freaked out I was like trying to make myself throw up to like get it out of my system and I couldn't and for a while I was like I cannot touch an edible I was like I wouldn't do it and I still won't eat any edibles that are like homemade edibles because I think they have a different effect but once the gummy edibles started to come on the rise of like um, you know exactly what the dose is. You know exactly, you know, it's packaged and made. Yeah, I, it's regulated. I never regulated. I never had another issue again. I know exactly what kind I like. I know exactly how much to take. And it was never a problem for me after that. And I think a lot of people who have issues and, and anxiety and paranoia associated with edibles and all of these things, they probably just haven't found the right thing for them specifically. I mean, I'm sure I know a lot of people who don't smoke at all and it's totally fine for them. And it's probably best for them if that's what they like. But I think there are also a lot of people that if they found exactly what did it for them, they'd be on probably more on board than they were before. Yeah, totally. Oh, no hate. Just in general. No, yeah, yeah. It makes me, even if I smoke, I'm like, I am uncomfortable. So I so get it. Just, I what about alcohol like for you? Do you? Much rather have a tequila. See? See? Yeah, we're the other way. Everyone, yeah. Teach yeah. everyone. Everybody's different. Um, cool. Well, this was so fun. I learned a lot. Oh, thank oh. you.
glad. How about the internet? (laughs) About you guys? (laughs) Um, So where can our listeners find you guys on the internet? I know we've been talking about this all the time, but just tell us all of your accounts. Okay, our handles are comments by celebs, comments by Bravo, comments by Bachelor, comments by athletes, comments by influencers. Uh, A bunch more coming. And then our podcast is comments by celebs, which you can get anywhere podcasts are available. Awesome. Thanks, you guys, for coming on the show.